0: Hello, and welcome to Presenting, a podcast where you chat about various topics related to role playing games, typically Paizo products such as Pathfinder and Starfinder, but also others. I'm John Godek, and with me today is Michael Bramnik. Welcome back to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me back. Yeah.
0: So, Mike is a geologist, gamer, and geek who's been running tabletop role playing games for others since he was 13 years old. In addition to being an avid music lover, he's a trained historian and science educator who has worked for the Department of Defense and other places, I know. Uh, Mike is currently the Organized Play Manager for Evil Genius Games and has nearly two dozen credits as a game designer, including projects for Evil Genius Games, Green Ronin, Paizo, and Renegade Game Studios. And I got to say, Mike, you know, since we've chatted uh, 18, 20 months ago, um, Mm. you know, you've been busy. You've been very busy. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So so back then you were uh, the uh, Bloomington Indiana venture captain and PaizoCon online chair and uh, now you've gone on to this company and you're doing game design. Yep. Uh, so can you tell me a little bit about how you got this opportunity to make this big change in career?
1: That's a it's a story about sort of right place right time and uh, you know uh, it was doing freelance stuff for for Paizo and others and. Uh, a mentor of mine in the industry uh, came onto one of the server, one of the freelance servers that I frequent, and was looking for looking for one or two people to help with a project that uh, that that they were passionate about, but they needed uh, some emergency help with. And it just happened to be it was something in my wheelhouse. Uh, a good, a close friend and I, we looked at each other um, and we're like, you know, we can do this. And this uh, this incredibly, it was a two week time turnaround, thirty thousand word project. We looked at each other and said, yeah, we could get this done. Uh, we got nothing else to do for two weeks. We turned it around. Uh, Evil Genius liked it. And Evil Genius invited both of us back to work on other projects. Uh, over the course of 2023, I was talking with Dave Scott, the owner of Evil Genius Games. Uh, we were just, you know, as he's getting to know me uh, as a writer, we're talking about organized play that I've done through Paizo, uh, through White Wolf, through, through other, you know, some other places. And Dave also has played Paizo Organized Play and enjoyed it, and said, you know, we should do organized play. And as we talked, he said, you know what? You've been doing organized play since you were 18 years old. Why don't you build us our program? And all overnight, I'm now building our, our, our organized play program.
0: You know, that's funny. You mentioned this thing, and um, that was Ivis you worked with, I'm, I'm yep. guessing.
1: Yep, Ivis Flanagan.
0: Yeah, and your friend was Carlos
1: uh the friend for it was actually owen casey stevens oh
0: owen did okay oh well
1: he's sort of a mentor for uh yeah no no that that
0: makes sense when you said mentor um i was approached by carlos for a last minute thing as well and i told him i was not available because it was a two-week turnaround i i didn't have the (laughs) the same uh capabilities as as you and ivis to get that done uh but uh i'm at the time there are lots of feelers i don't think I was the first choice. And obviously you guys uh, got in on it. That. That's awesome. That's Again, awesome.
1: It, it's that. you know, right, right place, right time. It just, sometimes it's just, you know, it's how, you yeah. know, I, I day job is as a, uh, you know, she's an elementary school teacher. Yeah. And uh, at the time I was just freelancing and it was during, uh, it was during Thanksgiving time of 2022. Yeah. And so yeah. I is off from school for two weeks. I'm sitting around just freelancing. We both had the time. It yeah,
0: no, that, that was, I was actually working on a, a large Paizo product at the time. So I, I could, couldn't take on anything else, yeah. but I don't think I would have been a choice over you two anyway. Uh-huh. Regardless your, your stuff though. stuff is good, sir. I will say that I, full disclaimer here, I've also just completed a project for uh, Evil Genius Games, which you're aware of. I was working yep. on the Armory, uh, which comes out sometime. It's been announced. I don't know when it's coming out though. Yep. Uh, and i have uh, very impressed with the system. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit more about um, Everyday Heroes and how it compares to some of the other games that you've done design work for. Well,
1: um, at first glance, people will, might look at Everyday Heroes and think of it as just a derivative of, uh, of mm-hmm. D&D 5th edition. But the game has a lot more to it than that. It's uh, sort of the main selling point that a lot of people in the company like to, to talk about it as, is it's the spiritual successor to D20 Modern. Uh, but upgraded with uh, with you know sort of a, uh, an engine that's more familiar to people who play D anD D fifth edition, but it has a lot more intricate design elements to it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, people on your network uh, who are familiar with Pathfinder Second Edition might recognize our multi classing, which I think. I mean, the Pathfinder definitely came out first, but our multi-classing is feat-based. So people who are used right. to the way the PF2 does that, our system is very much the same. It's like you have, you know, multi-class feats and multi-class training through that. Um, and also in our system, feats are are part of the core game, not optional, like uh, I believe the original iteration of 5th edition was. Um You know, our game has a wealth system that we don't. You don't have to worry about gold or credits, or it's just you have this wealth level. Your wealth level can be adjusted through certain things. Your wealth says you have this. That means you can have all of these things. It's very simple. It's streamlined. Good for new players. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites is we have something called cinematic actions. Uh, It's similar to legendary actions from D and D fifth, but it's been but it's been balanced to work not just with like epic bosses and dragons, but you can use it for. You know, like you and I have both played an organized play for Paizo, where you'll have a party of, you know, a party of four go into a room to face one enemy. And then it's like, oh, this enemy has got all this stuff, but you outnumber them. And therefore the fight isn't as maybe as interesting. But with cinematic actions, you could take a single creature, a single boss and make it really feel epic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the way our system does cinematic actions is one of my personal favorites, uh, the way that our designers built that up.
0: That's neat. Yeah, playing some some five e the legendary actions you coming from second edition to five you're just not expecting all of a sudden somebody does something and the boss does something somebody else does something the boss does something it's uh-huh. it's like it's the scaling is just so so big and so uh-huh. cinematic actions like that sounds really uh, scary actually so as a player yeah,
1: yeah. But as a designer it will it's it's balanced and it doesn't it it it's hard to unbalance an enemy. Um, The way the cinematic actions are done. So it's, it's, it's as a, as a designer, uh, I really, I, as, as a writer, as a designer and as a player, I love, it's one of my favorite mechanics we have.
0: Nice. Nice. So can you talk a little bit about this new position of yours, organized play manager? Uh, You mentioned to me, it's a little bit like what Alex Spidel does, but a whole lot more.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's about forty percent for those familiar with uh, with Pi's organized play. It's about forty percent what Alex Spadell does in his role as organized play uh, coordinator. Uh, you know, so I'll be working with our our version of of, of uh, volunteer officers who are going to be our evil minions, evil uh, evil assassins, and evil lieutenants. Um, uh, you know, building out, uh, you know, working on our code of conduct, building out, uh, working on events, working on helping coordinate local, you know conventions with our co with our convention coordinator. Uh, so that's 40 percent of what I do. The other 40 40 uh, percent is sort of what uh, currently Shay Snow, Jessica Catalan, and recently uh, Linda Zias Palmer did uh, uh, as a producer and developer for the adventures themselves. Mm-hmm. So in addition to running the volunteers, I'm also uh, you know working with the creative well as the the creative side coordinating our authors. Getting the adventures written, developed, edited, uh, sending them off to editing, doing art coordination. Um, speaking of which, our first batch of authors that we have coming out, which we have our website doesn't have this listed, but I guess breaking I can break this on your show I think would be nice. So yeah. our first uh, our first three authors we have Brian CP Steele who's a veteran of like Mongoose Publishing, Renegade, uh, and so much more. Shan Wolf who's done a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff for Paizo yeah. and other places, and Alex Spidell, actually yeah. is one of our first writers nice. uh, because. Alex and I talked and you know our programs are, are friendly with each other and Alex uh, really liked the concept of what, uh, of what I had for this particular adventure. So he, he jumped at the chance for it. Uh, yeah. And then the rest of my job is sort of catch-as-catch-can. I advise the tech team on our organized play app called uh, Everyday Heroes Dispatch. I advise uh, Ivis, who's our convention coordinator. Uh, I help write contracts. I do a little bit of everything uh, connected to the program.
0: Yeah, so you mentioned the app, and I, and I wasn't sure if that was uh, public knowledge yet. That seems to me, uh, having gone through a lot of PISA organized play, this seems to me a real game changer. Uh, can you talk about the app? Because it is like so cool. And can you talk about, I know where it's at, but can you tell me where it's at too? Or tell uh, the audience where it's at?
1: At time of recording, we are starting our beta test, our closed beta test for the app with a few game stores uh, this coming weekend. Um, by the time we launch our app we'll have a game finder, uh, so anyone who creates a game in the app, you'll be able to go onto the app uh either through your i p address or through location services on your phone or on your computer because it's a web app, so it'll work on both. You don't have to download any software or anything. It'll tell you where the closest games are to you, or if a friend sends you a link, it'll be like, "Oh, here's this game. you can uh it, there's no character builder yet, but that's coming. You can register a character. It'll automatically keep track of your experience points and your levels for you so you don't have to go into you don't have to log into a website or keep track of pieces of paper. Uh, the games you play will automatically level your character up for you. Um, so you'll see how many how, you know what your level is, how far you are to your next level. It'll let you join games. You can see who the GM is, who's playing, what characters they're playing, what classes they are, which will help a GM prep. It'll have a QR code. so when you arrive at game, you can check in for that game. The GM will be able to start a game uh, on the app, and then it'll have a a time counter, so you'll be able to see how long the game is, which is data we're going to use for future GMs. Mm -hmm. So if the GM is like, oh, I want to run a game, but I only have like three hours, a GM can browse our game catalog in the future and say, oh, this one runs in two hours, this one runs in four hours, looking looking at actual data from our games. Um, When the game's over, the GM will click End Game, the gm will answer a couple of questions like did the characters you know achieve this goal did they achieve this goal and then will the gm will say done the players will get a chance to rate the game and you know the at the moment it'll just send that to you know the you know the you know here's how many milestone points uh you know players got instead of experience points we have milestone points uh our game our base game doesn't use experience points so we have a slightly different system for that um in the future, as the app gets further developed, you'll actually get the rewards from the adventure sent directly to the app. So you'll just have everything on your on your wow. account. Paper, you know, if you want it to and if you want to print it up, yeah. you'll be able to print it up. But if you want to yeah. go paperless, you can just have it paperless from day one.
0: I, I have folders and folders and folders of character sheets and all that stuff. And it's like Me too. That that I, I you know, when when uh people are spitballing what this thing can do, I'm thinking, man. This is a dream scenario. I, there's no way this is going to happen, and now it's in beta test. That is just phenomenal to me. Um, and our, you know, and our, as a, and our... as a player, is a GM, is it organizer. It's like it removes so many layers of bureaucracy. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, our, our tech team, uh, headed up by uh, uh, I don't know if you've if you if you've seen here on our because uh, I know you're on our server, Faith yeah, yeah. and uh, Faith and yeah. Jason, who are uh, who are who are spearheading things, are doing really good work
0: yeah no that has well you know speaking of uh the organized play program which is called the evil genius Organized hyphen play program so ego for short yep. it launches actually uh less than four weeks from today that we're recording yep. Yep. and three weeks from when this gets published uh, what can you tell me about that and how can people get involved
1: well so uh so the ego program uh I'm I'm hoping that our very first t-shirts are going to have on the back, ask us about our ego because yeah. it's just, it's, it's catchy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to be very similar to other organized play programs in terms of its general structure. The heroes are, it's a modern, obviously our game is modern day. So the heroes are part of a group called redemption, which is a secret organization, uh, that is looking to help protect the world from threats that governments can't handle. Uh, but we're also doing it in kind of a fun way. The thing that you can't really do with a sci-fi or or fantasy organized play thing is you can't just have silly adventures. So some of the things that have, that when we did our initial uh, build for the game world, we were looking at things like venture brothers, Archer, uh, the movies, free guy, last action hero, uh, you know, so things that are action-packed and a little bit of espionage and spy stuff, you know, the occasional bank heist type thing, but yeah. but a lot of mirth and fun, uh, a little fourth wall breaking here and there too, uh, which it's harder to get away with if you want to do a fantasy epic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, uh, our adventures in the Everyday Hero flagship product are called assignments, but we also have shorter adventures called plots, uh, and then we also have other adventures called schemes. So we mm. have uh, you know, assignments, plots, and schemes. Uh, When military heroes and everyday arcana come out uh, later on, we'll have uh, other adventure names for those uh, to differentiate them from each other. Uh, But we have organized play uh, lined up for those as well. So you'll have military, uh, you know, they might be missions or operations, everyday arcana quests, perhaps. Um, You know, and... Uh, players will be able to, as they, you know, if players pick up, uh, you know, our books or our products, such as uh, the Vault, our cinematic adventures, which are going to be renamed to cinematic sourcebooks soon, uh, or our bonus features, uh, such as the uh, the mysterious, uh, sorry, the agency files, such as the mysterious agent, which is totally not Men in Black. Um, <laughs> you'll be able to unlock things from those products that you can then turn around and play in organized play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which is similar to you know how other, some other programs work, but You know, it's a thing people like, and that's what's one of our goals. We want people to play the game, have fun together, uh, either with the same group every week, or you could end up at a convention or an event with totally new people and get to meet them for the first time at the game table.
0: Now, it's interesting. You mentioned unlocking things from other cinematic source books and and whatnot. So some of those contain uh, extraordinary equipment and weapons and things, which would not normally be available in the other cinematic universe mm-hmm. uh is that for organized play could that create an imbalance or is that going to be okay or some of those things won't be allowed or to what's start, the sense on that
1: to start not a lot of it's going to be allowed in for the extraordinary okay. stuff yeah, yeah um we're going to allow us a few things to trickle in here and there as you play things or you pick things up um Things that are very high tech, supernatural, futuristic, like Total Recall. We're not going to allow mutants from Mars on day right, one. Right, right, right. But maybe in the future, if you play some Total Recall based adventures, you might unlock some minor psychic powers. Or right. if you play our crow uh, for you know Foresight's Folly, uh, you might pick up you know the ability to do one or two things that a soothsayer might be able to do, right? To read right, the spirits, right? right. Um, you know because one of the fun things is that all of these cinematic worlds connect to our main world of everyday heroes. Right. And so they're going to, over the course of, you know, over time, they're going to bleed through a little bit and we want players to be able to enjoy those.
0: Yeah. No, Uh, that sounds really cool. Yeah.
1: I, I can see that, but I promise we're not going to have 30 foot tall, you know, underworld lizards and 60 foot tall, you know, mechs every adventure.
0: Yeah, May, okay, maybe
1: yeah. maybe for a Gen Con special, but but yeah. not every
0: adventure. Very cool, very cool. So you know, along these lines, also, uh, you know, Evil Genius Games recently announced that they've become the first non-Paizo corporate partner with the Organized Play Foundation, whose website is currently hacked. By the way, um, oh really? Ooh. Yeah. So if you uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, try to get organized play, OrganizedPlayFoundation.org, it shows some gaming website or something. Hopefully by the time
1: um, this airs, they fix that.
0: Yeah, I hope so too. I went in to double check that and I'm thinking, I know this is the right link. And then I sent a message to Alex. Then I realized another a blog site had it listed. Oh, by the way, you know, they were talking about the ego program. Oh, and this website's hacked right now. Don't worry about that. Anyway, but that's that's a big get, right? That's a big get because Paizo Organized Play has been working under the foundation for, Uh, a couple, four years now, right? Uh, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and it's done great for getting volunteers together, do lots of conventions all over the place. And to now, basically, to get fit into that infrastructure, how did you guys do that? It makes sense that they would do that, but nobody else has done that. And what does this mean for the EGO program? Not to echo
1: myself too much, but right place, right time. Yeah. Uh, uh, But also right, Set of knowledge. So after Dave brought me on board, one of the first things I said to him is like, "Hey, have you heard of the Organized Play Foundation yeah. that Paizo trying to get going?" Um, from my time as a VO and on the PaizoCon committee, I knew that the Organized Play Foundation was trying to get other companies interested uh, mm-hmm. as part of their push to get uh, you know to, to get nonprofit status and, and so on and so forth. So we made some inroads. We talked with the board. I know some of the board members from my time. Uh, Either just as a player in GM um, or as a venture officer, I think, as many of the members of the board are former venture officers uh, from the Paizo side. Um, we're still working out the particulars and how it's all going to work, um, but the hope uh, that everyone has is that it's going to be a stronger presence for the EGO program, for Paizo, and for the Organized Play Foundation as a whole in RPG spaces. Um, the individual programs, as far as I'm aware, the individual programs are still going to be managed independently from each other. We're all going to have our own separate core of volunteers and GMs. Uh, we're not going to, you know, it's not going to be like the Organized play foundation is going to start managing everybody, right. You know, meshing everybody together. Uh, that would, you know, in in that way, chaos lies. Um, but the hope is that we'll be able to coordinate our efforts at conventions online, larger uh, and larger initiatives in the industry uh, for everyone's benefits. And so I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that's wonderful. Uh, you know, given that Paizo was trying to uh, kind of separate itself from the organized play system uh, by creating this not for profit here, rather than it being directly under its own umbrella, I think it's, it's great that finally another organization has been able to come in and, and be a part of it and, I'm just thinking of some of the synergies. So maybe, you know, you go to Gen Con and you want to run a couple of games for Paizo and run a couple of games for Evil Genius Games. And maybe you can get dual credit under the organized play program for room sharing or things. You know, maybe there's some... Some synergies you can get that way as well. You know, who knows?
1: It's possible. I mean, we yeah, might, yeah. Maybe, maybe the organized play could could leverage that to better, yeah. you know, more advantageous room blocks uh, yeah, for, cause for volunteers more of them and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's very. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of possibilities, and that's
0: what we're yeah. looking for. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm getting really excited. You know, I, so I knew a little bits and pieces of of everything going on. You know, obviously because uh, you know being involved on the server and stuff. Mm. But you know, getting more of it from you, it's. Uh, I'm really excited, and we're going to have to. Talk a lot more because uh I, I definitely want to work on some of these projects that you're talking about here. I'm just gonna say <laughs> that. Make it public now. And so I'm counting on you. Counting uh, on you, Mike. So um so you know, you're a couple couple years older and wiser from last time. Uh can you give our folks uh some advice on what to do if they're interested in getting involved as a freelance game designer and getting a job, doing it for a company, even if they want to.
1: Uh, look for, well, as far as getting into freelancing, look for every opportunity you can, uh, you know, writing, com- you know, I, I haven't seen any writing competitions in a while, but open calls, yeah. that sort of thing, no matter where you are, take that chance. Uh, the worst thing that could happen is someone looks at it and says not you know, no, thank you. Um, but if someone likes what you've got, then you've got a foot in the door and that's so important. And as for the rest, it's going to sound cliche, but be yourself and be kind. Hmm. Uh, and be imaginative. Like I'm not saying give away your ideas for free, but if someone asks for help, don't be afraid to give it. You never know when someone's going to turn around and say, Hey, I need help with something. Uh, I mean, look at what happened to myself and, and, and by extension to Ivis, you know, someone who is a mentor to both of us and needed help. Mm-hmm. We were available. They liked it. Then they recommended us for more projects. Fast forward, not even a full calendar year. I have a full-time job in the industry. Ivis is, you know, doing stuff with Evil Genius as well now, you know. Yeah, you know, and you, you know, and, and and so being kind and just being making connections in the industry and just, you know, just being being yourself can open doors in this industry uh, that you can, you know, more doors that you can, in fact, walk simply walk through to yeah. to pull that fun one. And, you know, if a door closes, a window will open. And if the window closes, if you're a creative person, you should, you know, you're an RPG writer. You should imagine your way another way into that building. Yeah. Or do what I did as a geologist and pick up a rock and throw it through the window.
0: <laughs> you know. Wait, wait. Is that why you're no longer a geologist? Eh, no no. comments.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So, so, Mike, what's next for you? What are some cool things you're working on that you can actually talk about here?
1: Oh, that's that's always the key phrase. I know. I was
0: going to say that second part.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, for me personally, um, I have a Pathfinder Society adventure myself uh, that comes out at yeah. the end of February. It's um, uh, part of the Equal Exchanges series. Uh, for Renegade, uh, it's been announced uh, since the book has been announced. I can talk about, I, can, I can talk about the, that I was part of. I'm a contributor for the Transformers RPG Enigma of Combination uh, that comes out at the end of uh, middle wow, end of April. Nice. Um, which is a fun one that I got to work on with Brian Steele, which uh, was really exciting. Uh, for Evil Genius, we have the legendary bundle, so Pacific Rim, um, mm-hmm. Dominion of Iron, and Kong Isle of the Damned that I got to work on as a co-producer, which should be out. Uh, I think it's going to be uh, early summer, uh, due to some production stuff, it's been the, the date have been, forgive me, monkeyed around with a little bit. Um, is but, that a pun? Uh, <laughs> me pun. <laughs> yeah, no, <okay>. no, no. <laughs> but uh, and then, of course, as I said, we have the ego, uh, the ego program, mm-hmm. which uh, our normal launch date, our normal drop date every month is going to be the second Wednesday of every month, uh, January, in order to make sure that our app, uh, you know, we're we're building the app and debugging it twice. Tis the holiday season, yeah. um, so we're we're coming out in January twenty fourth. Will be our first uh, our first adventures. We'll have two of our plots, which are one to two hour long adventures. And uh, two of our assignments, so three to four hour long adventures, will be coming out at the end of January. Wow. And as far as uh, people who want to get involved, they can go to evilgeniusgames.com, and there's a link, uh, uh, a header at the top for organized play, and there are links from there on where people can sign up uh, to get involved as a GM, as a minion, uh, or just as a player.
0: And I will add that um, right now, Humble Bundle is running a special for Evil Genius Games, where you get all the cinematic uh, source books and the core book yep. for as little as, I think it's $18. It's $18. Yep. Yeah. I, I recommend donating more if you can. That's it. Yeah, I, I didn't have copies of everything. So I went ahead and did that, even though I had some of it. Right. And it's like, that's a crazy good deal. And so if you're yeah. interested in anything about getting involved, there's that's a tremendous amount of writing that's been done there. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the vault, which is really cool because it kind of collects all the equipment and feats and everything in one place. When does that come out?
1: Uh, the vault has actually uh, has already come out. Uh, it oh. came out a little bit earlier this December. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the vault rules compendium volume one, because uh, yeah. we, we do intend to have more. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a compilation of the rules from each of the cinematic source books, plus some other things that didn't quite make it into the core rules or into some of the other cinematic source books. mm mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. And it sort of, it, it sort of, um, it clarifies a few things. It makes a few of the rules elements our own. Uh, so, you know, you won't find Jaegers, but you'll find mechs, for example. Yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I found that, uh, doing writing, I found that very useful to have a copy of. I didn't, I, I didn't know it was already out available since I didn't even know it was announced. I, I never know, de- I don't pay attention to when these things are, so I, always count on other people to know that information. So, all right, but that's it. That's another great source for, for anybody yeah. who's interested. Um, how can they reach you if they want to talk more specifically to Mike about all his great stuff?
1: Oh, the best way to find me these days, um, is probably discord actually. Um, Iris, uh, you know, is my discord handle. Um, uh, you can find me on uh the, the ego program with no spaces or punctuation uh on twitter is uh, the best way to reach me on social media. Uh, those are probably the best two or if you want to email about uh if you want to email about the ego program ego at evil Genius gaming I-N-G, not evil Genius games dot com
0: yes, yes. All right. Well, Mike, it's been great chatting with you again and catching up. Uh, I hope you had a good holiday and hope you have a wonderful new year. And thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thank
1: you. You as well, John. Great talking to you.